Namaste, motherfuckers, and welcome to Tantric Conversation, episode number 42, Iman Shabazz, part two. Uh, I gotta apologize, man, y'all, I cannot seem to get on a decent schedule putting these out. When I didn't have any other job and I was just doing this, I could do two of them a week, I'm pretty good Tuesday and Thursday kind of thing, but now it's just like, whatever, skip a week, Tuesday one week, Thursday the next Saturday, maybe nothing for two weeks, so, um, but I'm not giving it up. At some point, I will get on some kind of uh, reasonable schedule with this, but meanwhile, you know, there are 41 of them, so you can go back and check out some of the oldies but goodies and, uh, you know, see how far we've come, at least with sound in most cases, and um, I think, you know, please do forgive the uh, starting out phases of that and uh, whatever. Why am I asking you to forget? I never done nothing wrong. I'm doing this for free. So just appreciate it. Stop complaining. Uh, I got a cold. I haven't had a cold in a really long time, and but it's happening. And I've been trying to use a little bit of that saline spray and take vitamins. I don't believe in the medicine. It doesn't do anything. But I was actually starting to think that maybe I was now immune to the cold. I had just gotten so healthy it was never going to happen again. But I was around a couple of... Uh, children under the age of eight yesterday for a few hours and i think that's what happened they're so disgusting incubators just kidding kids are wonderful these two kids were actually very wonderful kids enjoyed them a whole lot but seems to be a very positive correlation with children and getting colds i don't know what that's all about but i used to live with this uh young lady who worked at a montessori school she was the girlfriend of my roommate and man everybody had a cold like just constantly in that house bunch of little dirty churring up in there and she's touching them all day bringing home the germs so uh this is so part two of this conversation i had with iman shabazz and uh, i decided to you know break it up into two parts because it broke itself up into two parts i was recording it on my iphone and i got a phone call and that stopped it and i had to start it again and we lost a little bit so we're going to be rolling into the conversation already in progress uh, you can probably get the gist of what i had said and what <laughs> what iman is responding to at that moment but if you can't i think what i had said is like you know why do we need to look at uh, activism as on behalf of a specific demographic like, why can't activism be on behalf of all humans in the name of, you know, human suffering? And he's answering that, I think. I think he's saying that it's trying to clarify that, um, you know, focusing on... that It keeps from confusing the issue. And uh, I think when we turn off the mics, um, I said to him, you know, look, I'm what I'm really trying to do is simplify the issue. And I, I do think that we have a simple issue of... Um, you know, haves and have-nots here, and I don't think it's it is constructive to view any particular demographics' needs above any other demographics' needs. So look at all of the people that are living in poverty, all the people that are oppressed, all the people that are uh, unfairly treated by this supposedly fair society that we live in. Um, and I think if we get all the people who are suffering the same way to see each other as partners in this struggle, then you've got a more powerful force to work with, to reckon with. Again, that is my point, and um, and I mean, Aman and I got a pretty good understanding. I don't know if it comes across in our conversation, and I didn't uh, 
I haven't listened to this whole thing again. I really like to just do these and post them and not listen to them again, but sometimes I do later on when they wind up on my iPod, so maybe I will listen to it later. But um, I'd like to know what, if those of you who listen to this, what you think about the dialogue that Iman and I had, because it's, it's particularly important to me, I suppose, this issue in Richmond, Virginia, the black-white thing. It's uh, colored the majority of my experience since I was a little kid. Growing up in Churchill, going to Richmond Public Schools, it's just been there all along. And uh, I've had a complicated relationship with it, and you hear about it in here. And uh, I'm still still uh, looking for answers, I suppose. But the beginning is to befriend um, someone who is uh, strong in their beliefs and active in their community and uh, walking it like they talk it as Iman uh, is a good example of that of uh, somebody who's looking for answers and finding them in, in service. So um, I got to do more of that myself. And I think that's the answer for most people. But who, who am I to speak for most people? That's the answer for me. I got to get busy. Stop running my yap all the damn time. Well, anyway, I hope you enjoy the rest of this conversation. And coming up, I have a super long conversation with Bizan Khobadeni, who is a local comic book artist. Um, I met recently at a party at Christopher Irving's house, and he's a very cool guy, and we talk for a long time, and that's definitely going to be two parts. So let's go ahead on and get into Iman Shabazz. Namaste. in positions where for whatever reason or another um, there aren't many of us who are the people who are making the decisions about how we maintain our livelihood. Mm -hmm. um, there are very specific decisions while there are people as you alluded to that may sympathize with the ideas that you um, espouse. Uh, I can point to unfortunately too many who are in positions to make change, to affect change in the area who do not. Right, they're just um, totally selfish and they want to you know, the status quo is working for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And because of that, you know, it, it, it has, it, it's definite, it's unquestionable, in my opinion, uh, that there are various dynamics that have to be worked with and worked out, so to speak, within individual groups in order to be clear that when we talk about coming to the table with everyone else who is marginalized in the same way or repressed in the same way, um, we come to the table with a clear understanding that what we're talking about doing isn't so much that we're talking, as I think you used the word reversal, um, or an you mentioned revenge and, right, and right, revenge. things of yeah. that nature that we're not necessarily talking about those things what we are talking about is being able to create the space that says that I can live in the way that I choose again that maximizes my potentials as a human being and allows me to exercise my right to self-reliance self-sufficiency mm -hmm. um, and self-actualization without having to succumb to for rather the purposes rules that are imposed on me that prohibit me from doing yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to, and that's to me as basic as it needs to be when it comes to looking at the the broader context of everyone who may be impacted. Um, my interest as a person of African descent may not necessarily be the same interest as someone else who may be economically uh, oppressed uh, in the in a similar fashion. Um, but whatever it is that they're interested in doing may not necessarily be be in line or aligned. Well, that is uh, what I'm curious about. I mean. And I'm not trying to be, you know, 
cute when I say that, I mean, I believe in the evolutionary model of the human, you know, story, mm-hmm. which says that we're all from Africa at one point or another. Mm-hmm. That, human, that the human, modern human came up 250,000 years ago in Africa and migrated out of there in a, a couple of waves up through Europe, through Asia. Um, and so, you know, people who were initially a small group of people who were all related to each other and very close have spread out in a diaspora of, of a chosen one based on, on um, most likely um, resources, you know, food and, and, and just being able to get away from everybody else. It's like, a, as one of my favorite anthropologists put it, it's like moving a little farther down the beach when it gets a little too crowded mm-hmm. in one spot. So hum, the human, I believe that there was a finite group of humans at once mm-hmm. who were all one family. You know, um, and those humans have spread out all over the, the globe and gotten into isolated pockets of that have expressed various uh, phenotypes. Of, you know, look a certain way based on where they ended up, and and then people, you know, uh, breeding together here, breeding together there. But there's only one race, as far as I'm concerned, the human race. But there are different expressions of humanity uh, physically, you know, and then culturally beyond that. Right. Absolutely. So um, we did all come from Africa initially. <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, I don't think that's I'm being a smart ass when I say that. I'm just saying that, like, the thing that I have trouble with and <laughs> go ahead. No, 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 no. Go the thing I have trouble with is I'm very interested in seeing what links me to all other mammals of my species, you know, like all of the other humans. Like, I'm very interested in breaking down the divisions and seeing my common humanity and all other people. And maybe that is a stance of some kind of privilege that I, that I feel that way, but it's really spiritual for me, is that I find that the, the more that I can see myself and others, the more peace I experience as a person, right? So increasingly as I get older, you know, as I hit my 40s, I find that, you know, picking a bookend for talking about who is, who's a distinct culture and who is a distinct group of people, um, sometimes, you know, ends up just trying to preserve things that have always been fluid. And now there's forced fluidity and chosen fluidity of culture and movement and all of that. But people have moved around, you know, people have been moving around for hundreds of thousands of years and interacting with each other. And there's been kingdoms of Egypt and, and kingdoms in Mesopotamia and kingdoms in the Hindus Valley. And those and then, the, then you know, those broke up and people moved around and they walked here and they walked there and their cultures evolved and intermingled and changed as that went on. And sometimes I get, I get tired of anybody, the French wanting to keep French a certain way, um, certain American Caucasians wanting to keep English a certain way, which is a, a moving language, a tool of the people who use it. Uh, anybody wanting to put down tent stakes and say, this is one culture, you know, when it has always been a fluid thing. It's always been a river that has absorbed many streams. So I wonder why we can't work to keep that movement going, that we have to evolve. Like, the fucking culture evolves. Like, people evolve. And if we stay in this context of, you know... If everybody stays in this context, we're looking at a snapshot of time that is very small, you yeah. know, and traumatic and shitty and, you know, yeah. but in the great cosmic, you know, scheme of things. 
I'll, I'll, I'll say this because there's a couple of things. That was a big uh, speech that there. That. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I hear that perspective often. I think that there's a couple of things that are important for me um, in relationship to what you just said. Because I know the history in relationship to, uh, for all other purposes, the populations of the earth. Um, I, I feel that I understand that rather well. I know that the distinctions, and I even acknowledge what you stated in terms of uh, the development of differences in relationship to phenotype and different other physical characteristics uh, based on uh, being mo moving to different areas, different climates, um, you know, is a certain matter of uh, genetic, if you will, adaptation uh, yeah. to those areas, environments. So I'm very clear about that. I'm also very clear about the fallacy of the concept, if you will, of race as it was constructed as a means to be able to dominate. Right. I'm very clear about that as well. However, what I'm speaking to now is the reality of how it exists. Mm -hmm. um, you and I can say that, and I would say uh, for me, who is probably one of the most foremost um, anthropologists uh, in that, that have made very clear uh, the timeline, if you will, historically of how that those migrations that you alluded to um, occurred, when they occurred, what they look like um, leading up to the modern context, if you will, uh, Shekanta Jope, who, although we are very clear that those things occurred in that way, there were very distinct um, elements of culture that didn't just, uh, I don't know, I guess the, the term you used was fluid, that didn't, for other purposes, just move because individuals moved into a certain area and brought certain you know, information and brought certain customs, ideas, um, and, and, and elements of their history to, 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 um, to, from which to, uh, as a, to build a framework to operate, but I know that the change in changes, excuse me, um, in relationship to culture as we look at them now are very important in terms of really being able to understand what I call, uh, well, I don't just call it, I'm not the only person that made this up, um, knowledge of self, of mm -hmm. really being able to have an awareness of who you are, not just as an individual, but again, how you relate to humanity in a group context. Um, when we talk about these migrations from Africa and we talk about the inception of Humanity in Africa, uh, we are still talking about different different aspects of, uh, for other purposes, uh, separate cultures, mm -hmm. um, where we because that's how we function. We were very clear that we that we had to be able to work in a group context in order to be able to meet those things that we need. That would uh, that would. Uh, and, and you're saying because many life. African cultures were forcibly brought here and then became it had to. Re interact and become some kind of a unified culture and well that's not what I'm saying uh, but it, saying that even is something else interesting to, to, to address um, what I'm referring to is just the reality that because these differences in culture existed um, you know it, it there was influence in a number of different ways. Uh, the uh, what we considered to what I would call, excuse me, the ancient Kushite uh, empires, um, of course, affected ancient Kemet or what's called Egypt today. Mm -hmm. um, Egypt um, affected the Dogon, which you know mm -hmm. 
very few people know about, um, have, which also affected other parts of uh, southern and central Africa, which also affected other parts of the Western African empires. And so while we brought these different elements of the culture and we, for all other purposes, adopted or adapted, excuse me, them to the ways of life that we, you know, generated, that's not necessarily what I'm referring to in the context of um, group identity today. Mm -hmm. um, so, who's the we that you're referring to now? When I say, whenever I, if I, if I ever say we, mm -hmm. I'm well, I shouldn't say if ever, I ever say we. Generally, when I say we, I'm referring to what I consider to be uh, people of African descent. That is, people regardless of whether they were born in the Caribbean, South America, Central America. And this is the entire continent, continent of, of Africa. Africa. Right. 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 Okay. Right. Um, and the circumstances, of course, of how we got to that particular place. Because like you alluded to, uh, we did actually inhabit the globe um, as African people outside of the context of our colonial colonization and, and enslavement. Um, a large part of our transplant here, without question, is because of the uh, in period of our enslavement here. But that doesn't mean that we didn't exist here, and we have evidence of that, you know, with the cultures of the Olmecs and the other um, indigenous inhabitants of the, of the land sure. um, prior to uh, that point. So you don't but, share my view that the we is really the human race. There aren't distinct operators of culture who oppress and or carry distinct cultures around. I mean, the way I see it, there's a human, there's a set of human uh, impulses and there's a set of human behaviors that are pretty finite and they express themselves a lot of different ways. I mean, people decide they're hungry and they got and somebody over here has got food and they're like, you know, without, if they're not in an enlightened society, they just go, I'm going to go take that, you know. I'm hungry. Yeah, that guy's got I something. I'm gonna take it. Just that, that, that wasn't always the case. You sure. Well, I mean, there were people who weren't, but that isn't. Ba you cannot attribute that to a specific group of people who were always one way and never another way. Like all humans have, in different periods of time, different groups of humans get together and they either behave in an enlightened fashion uh, or they behave in a barbaric fashion, and and it's the lines are never all that clear on who's going to be doing that. I mean, there are different levels of compassion in, a, in humans, and they're, they're humans that are just plain violent, no matter what situation you put them in. And that is not a cultural... I don't think that's a specifically a genetic or cultural thing. Um, I think that all has to be put in context. I, 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 can't, I can't say it in that blanket away. I don't, I don't believe that, um, on the one hand... Uh, no, that there's a that what I can say is, is I can look at history and world history and be very clear about points in time where I know that there are cultures, if you will, within different ancient um, African societies that didn't operate like that. Right. They didn't say, you've got food, I don't, I'm going to take it. Uh -huh. uh, they were very cooperative. So, And that was a part of the infrastructure of the society. But there were culture. many African cultures that were yeah. warlike and, and took what they wanted and, and invaded mm -hmm. I mean, again, like, you have to put that in context. You you can say that that doesn't that doesn't necessitate the reality, or that doesn't eliminate, I should say, the reality that there are examples of society that don't exist in that way. Um, yeah, those, but they're not specific to any group about, of people. I mean, they're peaceful they're Caucasian cultures that have never, you know, that have chosen 
to live agrarian lifestyles in areas and not wage war on yeah, other people and not oppress all, other all people. Europeans didn't invade, dominate, take over, yeah. and destroy. And when we talk areas. about Europe, who are we talking about? That's I mean, we have Vikings, we have Visigoths, we have Goths, yeah. we have people from all over the place. I mean, what, what became Europe was the remains of the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire was made up, they weren't all Caucasians, they were made up of people from Northern Africa and made up of people from all over Eastern Europe. I mean, it was a, it was a huge civilization that, that pulled people hither and yon. I mean, you can't break it down to a queen. They were made up of people who originated on the continent. Nobody originated they, 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 anyway. We all originated in Africa. You just said that. Right, we all originated in Africa. So but my own, if you take it back far enough, we're all is, Africans. So the, the only point with that is this. Yeah. yeah, you can make all of these different distinctions in relationship to where ex the, the where different people came from or however it is that they identify. The point is, is still as it stands for what lead, led us into this conversation in context of in the context, excuse me, of group identity and why it's important today. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reality that says that yeah, on the one hand, to use the, what you just stated for example, that yeah, people who were identified, if you will, as Roman. Um, could be said to have been made up of stock of people who came from various parts of northern Africa and, and, and the like. But All around the Mediterranean. So, no. But they did not do so because that's where they originated. They did so after having come in and for other purposes invaded the area. Like when you come into an area, you invade Well, who was Hannibal? In uh, Hannibal with, was... was, uh, in, was in, Doing his own invading, the people from the yeah, many Parker was defending his 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 his, 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 his land. Like well, was, there were many like people he from invading. He was defending. But the, the thing I'm trying to people. to get and, across is, if we break this down, like it's who is who has ownership of the high ground morally? Uh, because when the human, when you take the human brace back exponentially, there's only one group of people, and as they spread out, they developed unfortunate tendencies i mean there's a you know a constant see I, I can't address the context of the disproportionate number of people of african descent that are incarcerated right now from a standpoint of the moral high ground like right. i don't even think that that even plays into it for right. me it doesn't um it, it the value for me is not well, we, we weren't talking right. about that before when well, no, see, <laughs> we, but we were though, like, and that's just it, like, and the, the and the reason why we. I was trying to get at we because it seemed to me that you are trying to create an outline around a group of people who are, in yeah. some ways, a pure group of people who have behaved a certain way and been well, continuously mistreated. Pure. <laughs> what I did use is a distinct, identity. a distinct group of people that have been continuously mistreated over a long period of time, um, perhaps eons or generations. I mean, obviously, we know the, the immediate context of Africans that were brought here in bondage and the Europeans who enslaved them. Yeah, of course. Uh, because that's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we, but I wanted to ask you, because you, I mean, for me, that's not important. Like, in the huge, like, context of, of the existence of humans on this planet, like, I see this as the behavior of humans as being a thing that is common amongst all humans and certain cultures either accentuate or um, or move away from certain kinds of behaviors and promote different kinds of behaviors and mm -hmm. subdue other kinds of behaviors. But it doesn't belong to any particular group of people who have come out of, because we all came out of Africa at one time. We were all, you take it back, I mean, there is a mitochondrial Adam and Eve, right? Do you believe that? We can talk about again the the human the humanity, if you will, of uh, 
human or the origin, excuse me, of humanity in an African context, that still doesn't eliminate the realities of the distinctions of people. It, again, today, I'm not. I'm not trying to make any type of connections and or assertions that, for whatever reason or another, that all humanity at all points in time, or sectors of humanity for that matter, whether it's people identify as African or elsewise, uh, for whatever reason or another, didn't have different issues within their own societal context. Uh, what I will not agree to is that, well, yeah, at one point in time, uh, some were, uh, that, yes, there were African societies where people were just, you know, ruthlessly taking over whatever the case is. All of it has to be addressed in the context of really looking at and making an analysis of the history of that point. The initial point that I was bringing back to today and the reason why I brought up the point in regards to people of African descent and being incarcerated today and what that looks like is again because my initial point in our conversation was about group identity and why it's important to address uh, different issues within a group context in order to be able to come to the table for for the purposes for the healing, for the resolve, for justice, for the solutions, if you will, to really be able to occur. Um, while I know the history, or I know my own history in relationship to how, what, whatever I may think in relationship to how the world was populated, whatever I may think in relationship to the different uh, grand dynasties throughout the different millennia um, that, of, of, of different parts of the continent of Africa and what that looks like in a context of how it impacted the rest of the world, all of it still wraps up into issues of, at some point, we get to a point where today there is rap, we're, we're functioning or, or subsisting, I would say, um, in a societal context where there is this element of what I would call white supremacy mm -hmm. that is related to racism. Um, it's very real. It's not something that I'm making up or suggesting that for some reason or another. Um, European, uh, people of all, uh, what I would consider, say in a very loose context, European descent are responsible for every aspect of any uh, discrimination and domination that's occurred mm -hmm. on the planet. Um, what I can say historically is that I know that what we look at today when we talk about, again, these different levels of um, uh, oppression, the different levels of discrimination that we experience um, in the context of white supremacy, to be more, to be more clear, um, it's something that has to be addressed in a way that groups are, that are affected or that are impacted by it. Um, because white supremacy doesn't just affect, for all other purposes, the domination of people of African descent. It affects those other groups that you alluded to earlier, those, those who are marginalized in other ways. And because it affects them, and, and my, from my vantage point, I would say even seeks to use whatever um, differences in terms of relationships that it can to exploit uh, the relationships with other with, with groups that are dominated and that or are affected by the oppression. Um, because it does that, it puts it in a context where we have to be able to separate some of those things and be clear about what they are and what they mean before we can just say, well, yeah, and that's why we're talking or walk down the street hand in hand and everything will be okay. Well, um, we're not, uh, you know, of course I'm not naive and I'm yeah, intimately yeah, yeah. aware with, of, of the realities of this. I'm, none of this is abstract to me. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, I lived in this neighborhood and I lived in the Lower East Side of New York City and I've never lived in the 
the tower, the ivory tower. I, I, you know, I, I do acknowledge and I know, and I, I have privilege, you know, there are doors that are open to me. Should I choose to walk through them that are, that are not open to everyone? You know, the thing is, is that I have not chosen to walk through them. And I grew up with racism and prejudice against me as a, a Caucasian in this neighborhood. <clears throat> Cause at that time there were five or six families that were Caucasian and even over here on Libby Hill Terrace and we grew up with kids. We didn't know why. They were just attacking us for being, you know, white kids in the neighborhood, being beaten up and, and otherwise picked on or whatever. And as a, as a child that's just come into this world, not knowing the context for this, it produces the same feeling, you know. It doesn't matter. You can make the argument later on as I find out that I, I deserve it on some level, you know, or I'm owed it on some level, or I have to understand the context of why these children were behaving that way towards me. But I didn't understand that. All I knew was I was different and I was being treated as different. And that, it, that took on form of violence, you know, and theft, you know, and other forms of victimization. And that didn't in any way justify me as I got older to return that in kind that made me more compassionate and made me say, well, what is the solution here? And, and the solution to me, and, and like, I, I think you and I agree, and we wouldn't be sitting at this table if we didn't have a vision. I, I think we have a similar vision, you know, and, and I'm interested in breaking down some of the, the chunks of vocabulary that a lot of, I think we have gotten very comfortable wielding without taking them apart and exploring them. And I don't mean as semantics, I mean, and how they form our thoughts and our comprehension and our understanding of this issue of the major issue, which is man's inhumanity to man, you know, of the suffering uh, that is perpetrated by one man upon another, uh, groups of people who get together to keep their interests, the, the status quo of their interests when they have the power and they want to keep what they got, um, what they're going to do to keep that, you know. And I don't think it's constructive to talk about it as a, in the terms that we have very much as a conspiracy in the past. It's a very simple thing, you know. It's a bunch of of war. I mean, basically warlords. You know, it's economic war. But these are people who have consolidated resources and power, and they intend to keep it that way. And it's second nature to do that for human beings, you know. And as in our in our animal state, you know, when we think of ourselves as as a living before, you know, we've had generations and generations of of education and exploration on the part of humanity who have de- and we've developed ideals from that and they're very hard to live up to for most people even on a daily basis selflessness service sacrifice things like that most people get up in the morning because survival is about selfishness they get up in the morning thinking about their own survival you know, and there's <laughs> extrapolations of that and levels of influence of that and, and that being all out of proportion, but it's still a basic human thing. Hey, it's either me or them, you know, and I think to truly break this, to end this kind of thing, you need, you would think you would want people like me to identify in the shared humanity of the people who are incarcerated instead of seeing them as another group of people. Like I would rather see them as my brother's under the skin in jail and 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 I would be much more motivated I obviously when I see the shared humanity I want to do something about the suffering of another human being you know but the more that we break these divisions down and we say 
we don't want, you're not us, we're not we, we're not the same group of people. It's instinctual, instinctually, people are less inclined to share in what really needs to be shared and to change this. Because it's still, <clears throat> when we talk about the population of America, 350 million people, I believe it's still the entire, what is so-called minority people, is still less than 20% of that population. But all, the, the rest of that 80% are not all oppressors. They are allies. And they are people who need to be made to feel like allies. Not all of them, but many of them could be, including me. I'm not that unique a person. And I'm interested in being an ally. So how am I included in that, if not as a fellow human, rather than a white man, you know? Like, I feel the way you feel, right? Ally doesn't mean that you and I have to have the same uh, method of resolve. I mean, ally means exactly what you stated earlier. We all play our respective roles um, to get to the same end. Right, uh, right. I, there are a couple of things that you said that I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave them where they are. For Why not? Because, Why? <laughs> because uh, there, because there's too many different things to address, and I'm trying to remember all of them so I can. I know. I, 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 um, you you made the. I'm not sure. You lost me a little bit on the in the context of the eighty um, percent and 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 where those people fit in and the quote unquote minority. Well, when I talk but, and, but when I, I say that, I just mean ge uh, genetically speaking. Okay. You know what 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 the what the census breaks down into white, non-white, minority, all of that. As far as I know, and as I understand, there's 20% of the population falls into the non-white category of this country right now. And that is what oh, is meant country. by, yeah, oh, okay, it's okay. what is meant I, by minority. I yeah. Thought, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, you're talking about the country. That, that, right. that puts it in a better perspective for me. I'm thinking globally, so I was, right. I was really confused. I got you. Okay. So if those other people aren't all the same, that other lump of people who are, you know, genetically fall under the category of Caucasian, they're not all the same. They don't all have the same, they're not on the same team. You know, they can't even agree over fucking football teams, you know? Yeah, 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 of course not. I mean, no, again, there's no suggestion that they are, or that you are. Well, there is some suggestion of that, that there is a group of people oppressing other people based along racial lines. I'm talking about yeah. from my perspective. I'm okay, not talking right. about, is there anyone suggesting... But you're not, you're not, you're not unique in having that perspective. Um, Perspective. I know, but yeah. I, don't, I don't pretend that I am, though, right. either. Uh, all I'm saying is that, with, so, when, so the one thing, all right, to go back, uh, in relationship to what you said, now that makes a little bit more sense for me, um, in regards to the, um, quote-unquote, the, the minority, if you will, versus majority, um, populations within the country in the context of this country the there's still you know like i said being an ally in the fight for justice being an ally in the fight for whatever it is um cause-wise that we may put the end of human the, suffering which i think is a you know something we can all get behind yeah yeah i i, I I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I, that may very well be. I don't know that I can say that for everyone. Um, I can say that for some people, in the context of those who, in particular, in the context of those who are currently in the positions of power, I don't know that that matters for them. I think that 
they continue to exploit and seek to exploit regardless of who suffers. I don't think that suffering, human suffering, is even a factor in the equation for them meeting the end of maintaining No, those people power. are powerful and they're drunk with that and they yeah. like what they got. Though I don't know how we fit, you know, Barack Obama into this equation as the most powerful man in the, in the free world. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that, but... Well, that's generally what, how the president is usually described. Well, but that doesn't make it true. It just means that that's what people say. I don't. I mean, we well, how does he that. fit into we that context? That. I don't. I don't agree with that. We don't have to. We don't really need to make an analysis. Of that. I don't think he's the most powerful person in the quote-unquote free world. I, I, I question this concept of free world. I question this concept of most powerful person. I probably um, should have said Western. Uh, well, not even the United States of America. Okay, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, he is. The most influential and powerful person. I mean, it, it, the only way, is, at least from my perspective, that if I'm going to try to, if I'm going to address that question at all, um, it, it fits in as simple as it is. I mean, he is utilized by the same systems that maintain the structures of power for those who are. Popular. So he's a puppet um, to some degree. Uh, yeah, absolutely used without question. The position of presidency, period, is used, whether it's him in the office or... Right. I mean, I don't believe um, that our government... Uh, we, we think that we are being led or controlled or whatever by a government, but there really are a few very powerful people yes. pulling the strings there. But that's not a gen that is a group of powerful people. Like, it's not white people. It's they happen no, they to white. be white. Yeah, they yeah, happen I mean, to be white, yeah, but they are white what men, they really yeah. are is is inordinately and improportionately powerful people. Yeah. And I'm not behind that either. It's not benefiting me, you know, as a, as a white yeah. man that those guys are white. Right. You know, they don't present the picture of the world that I want to live in either. In right. maintaining their Right. cronyism and their control over right. means of production. I mean, we are talking much more of an issue of class. I, I mean, I think it's more like effective to talk about as class because I was a worker a few years ago and I, and I unionized because I was being exploited, you know? And, and you could say, well, you have a matter, you have a choice, but it didn't seem like I had a choice at the time. And I started to say, hey, you know what? I'm uniquely gifted in this situation to advocate on the behalf of the other people who are being exploited here uh, to give us all a unified voice and make sure that we're not being taken advantage of based on our ignorance or our lack of power. And so I identified with the other humans, regardless of the color of their skin that I was working with because of our shared struggle of being oppressed by a corporation that wasn't particularly interested in us beyond a resource, you know. Um, and so, you know, I was able to find compassion within myself and a mode of action and a you know, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I'm just talking about a process of thinking that is effective. So when people identify with each other, they see themselves in others and they love preserving their self, you know. Knowing oneself, I think, is knowing oneself as a human, you know. Like, as, as a person, you and I, I bet, feel pain and love and fear and loss pretty much the same way, right? Like, we, I think we can agree on those words, you know. See, <laughs> It's statements like that that my personality has to challenge because while I understand what you're saying, fear again, is fear, love is love, loss is loss. We experience it the same way. I mean, I think that they're because they're, they're clearly things that you may be afraid of that I may not, and vice versa. But what causes me to feel the feeling of fear is distinct from what causes me to feel fear. Fear as as an emotion is something that we probably both feel 
you know, chemically and physically the same way. Butterflies in the well, stomach. Everybody knows what that is. For everybody. It doesn't. It, it, it's, it's not it's caused by the same things, but the for, feeling. For one person may be, I have to attack you because... I that's a response a to fear. No, but that's... that's it's, yeah, of course. It's there's fight or flight. There's run away or there's attack. It, but it's still a matter of how they experience it. And right. all I'm saying is, is we don't always experience it the same way. But we all agree on, a, on fear. Like, you and I agree that fear exists, and we both feel it, right? Love exists, and we both feel it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the sense of, of, of warmth and intimacy and connection to other people is something that you feel for other people, and I feel it for other people. Yeah, and, you know? and, I, and I feel that that's true for you and me. I don't know that I can say that I feel that that's the case for everyone. Everyone doesn't have connect the same way. That Love and connection isn't achieved the same ways for everybody. But it, the potential exists for everybody, I think. That as humans, we all have the same mechanisms that allow for that to happen. Now, many people have it either repressed or, or uh, canceled out or, or uh, misdirected or whatever by lots of fucked up beliefs, you know, and indoctrination and shit. But when you come down to the basic level, if you take you and me and bring us up in exactly the same environment, um, we're most likely going to respond to that environment the same way. Take away all of the social issues and just give us love, give us nurturing, feed us, clothe us, educate us, and we're going to come out the same. I don't, I don't agree, man, but, I, but it's cool. I mean, not exactly. I don't, get, I don't want to stay stuck on that. I, I, hear, I, I, understand your, I understand the basis of your point, and so I, 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 I'm willing to leave that there. Well, I, I just I want to... I don't think yeah. even if we put us in the same environment that that necessarily means that we're going to, for all the purposes, come out the same. You can't extract the social issues. That's the part, that's the part of the problem. You can't. It's not possible to do that. Right. Um, you can you can be in the comfort of your home and dealing with your family and have a specific experience that may be similar. Yes, I, of course that can happen. Of course, a mother loves their child, whether it's a quote unquote white mother, black mother, whoever. I'm not I'm not even trying to suggest that that you know is 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 is, is where the disparity lies. But the experience of that love, what it looks like, and putting it in the context of interacting and functioning in society mm -hmm. is different for different people. Mm -hmm. um, it's certainly different when you experience uh, issues of repression in relationship to race, what we've identified as race. It's certainly different in relationship to when you experience those uh, levels of repression based on the other different uh, Categories that we right, but I guess the so, point that I'm making is the most powerful thing you can do to affect change is get people to see the similarities rather than the differences. Yeah, I think you have to understand them. Period. Similarities and differences. and the best we can understand, or as they, I believe that some people say, you don't need to understand, man. You need to overstand. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and see, even with the English language, that that's a contradiction. That that's but that's another conversation. Well, yeah, and the like, semantics. I mean, right, but. All but of yeah. these ways that human beings take, there's truth, and then there is the mapping and the categorizing and the uh, yeah. compartmentalizing and the filing and the naming and all of that, that that doesn't add to the essence of a thing. It reduces the essence of a thing. These the semantic distinctions, you know. And what is most powerful to me, and, and like, I may not be externally limited as it would appear to you. But spiritually, I have experienced limitations by not being able 
to feel that I belong and that I connect. You know, that my actual experience of life as a human, you know, being on the inside, regardless of what is supposedly the case, it doesn't feel like that to me. And what has changed that is me identifying with other people, you know, with other people who have a shared, uh, you know, that when, when you take away the causes and conditions of suffering and you just get at human suffering, when I start to identify with that in other people, I start to recognize that the, 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 the balm for, for me is to ease it in others. You know, is to try be of service, try to help other people. This is the most I'm doing right now is trying to get dialogues going and then be nice to people that I run into on the street, hold the door for them. And I fuck that up all the time. I mean, I almost got, I was in the line at McDonald's on Chamberlain and my girlfriend goes, that guy's parked to go around him, right? And so I went around him because he was out of his car, you know, with a rag in his hand. And I thought, oh, maybe this guy's a salesman. He's going into the McDonald's. So I pulled around him to get in the drive through line. And I'm just sitting there waiting in line and the next car pulls up and suddenly that car comes zooming around me and gets in front of me. And we were suddenly in a misunderstanding that was an altercation because I assumed that he was not in line. And he assumed that I saw that he was in line and was intentionally fucking with him by pulling in front of him. And then we're yelling at each other out of our cars. (laughs) And uh, and that that really boils down to a whole lot of (laughs) why we have problems is that is, is a, one person's desire for uh, access to resources, even if they're freaking McDonald's breakfast, you know, and the assumption that someone is blocking me from that, you know, uh, that a very, for me and him, something totally uh, ingrained and reflexive and not racial, but animal happened there that we both got angry and it, without even thinking about it, because the, the um, subconscious experience was I am being pushed aside so that somebody can get at the resource that I want to get at. And it was a total misunderstanding, you know. And yet the reality for both of us was suddenly we are in conflict now. You know, and this is dumb as shit. And I should have, the amount of stuff that I truly believe and desire, you know, to be, I should have been able to separate myself from that that moment and say, this is a misunderstanding. There's no reason to get emotional. But it was too late. I had my fight or flight reaction. I'm having an emotional response. And the great thing about humans is we have a choice there. And I can maybe do a better job next time. And I can practice behaving differently. Right. Animals have no choice. <laughs> Shit, you know. They respond to instinct, you know, com- totally. And I think we, we have developed teaching for each other where we don't come into this world just as an instinctual being we come into this world as a being that can be directed and mentored and tutored and taught things we have to learn it all all over again you know i mean we are i mean i want to get at something hopeful man like i'm not trying to take you on about this i'm like i'm interested in having this conversation because i my experience is it is a lot of jargon is thrown around and a lot of dialogue that doesn't get at the shared humanity and i don't think that's touchy-feely bullshit stuff to say i think it's very practical real stuff that you know the way we connect is over our shared experience of life what divides us is the belief that we are not the same and ultimately we are the same you can take organs from my body and put them in your body and they'll work assuming we have the same blood type you know and vice versa you know the same food that nourishes me nourishes you with some differences you know um <laughs> the problem with that i have is it, because i don't and, and i don't think i think you mentioned it earlier so that so if it hasn't been clear up until now in this conversation 
I think that yes, I agree with you on the con in the concept concept, excuse me, that I believe that both of our objectives are to advance humanity. Period. I'm very I, I don't I don't waver from that. I don't think that the distinctions that I've indicated in terms of approach or elsewise suggest something other than that, um, or nor uh, for yourself. What I do, the I do have a problem, and with the idea that, well, we're we're all human and we're all the same. No, we're all human and we're not all the same, and that's okay in being defined as human. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, is I. I don't care what we say about how right we are in regards to how this concept of race was created. When you and I walk out of the door, if someone observes us, they're going to clearly see the distinctions in terms of who we are, mm -hmm. what, we, what we look like. They're going to make, based on their limited experience. I'm, I'm not even talking about what they associate with them. I'm talking about the simple distinctions that they'll see. They're very real. That you and I look differently this, from each other. The fact that I have the hue of skin that I have mm -hmm. is very real. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's made up. It's not abstract. And it's very different from yours. Right. Th that's something but what does that it I ultimately be erased? Right. I can't be erased from. I, I, I won't allow that to be erased. Well, from I don't want to erase that either. But what does it mean? Uh, like, uh, is what I'm. And I'm not saying that as a rhetorical question. I'm. I'm asking you, what does it mean that your skin color is different from mine in a positive context, or um, what are the attributes of your skin versus my skin on a practical le level? Okay, forget the cultural, societal aspects of it that people... It's not possible to do that. You can, I can't... I know, but we I can we, never address let, something... Let me put say, it differently. I mean that in a, uh, in a dialogue fashion, not in a, um, in a truthful... Like, I don't mean forget it, put it out of your mind completely. I'm saying let's talk about other attributes besides the social. What other attributes does your skin have that my skin doesn't have or my skin have that yours doesn't have on a practical level besides the social context? What does it mean that you are, are brown and I am pink, you know, I mean, and that my hair is this texture and yours is that texture? Ultimately, what does it actually mean other than what value humans in a particular civilization, a particular culture ascribe to it? Well, I mean... I don't know that I have a complete answer to that in terms of every way that it's distinct, but I mean, the very reality is is that the melanin in my skin is very practical. It's, it's there right. for a very practical reason. Right. And so my response in relationship to ultraviolet rays and all the areas that are um, where there's heavy sunlight on a constant basis is going to be drastically different than right. yours. Um, it, for that reason, it, there's the reason, uh, I should say, for that reason is why these different genetic adaptations of far other purposes came about in the first place. Um, so how the, are they, yeah. The development of it and the lack thereof isn't so much a distinction beyond what it contributes to in the biological or slash physiological sense. Um, and I'm, I would never suggest that it means anything beyond that, you know, for me. Um, I would love to sit down and talk about the biology and what those distinctions look like. But those things, sad enough to say, are not the things that we're talking about when we talk about the issues of difference and distinction in the context of when I go 
back home or whatever it is I do when I leave here, um, what things do I have to do to navigate this particular society, mm -hmm. navigate the community, navigate, you know, my interactions with the rest of the, the, the people uh, who impact my lives, whether they're people I know or don't. Um, well, I guess what, I, what I'm curious to know is that do you have an automatic resentment towards someone like me um, because... I don't have any resentment toward you or anyone like you. Okay. The, uh, because of the... the, the, the okay, right. And, and... Okay. So yeah. I don't even need to finish asking that question. Yeah. The fact that the, the, that the society is unequal and regardless of my relationship with that... Um, so can I not be someone who... I also recognizes that it's unfair and unjust the, and, and then is it better to you know for all of us to talk about this like okay Richmond is our shared experience what can we do in Richmond to set an example and to, you know lead in living together as people who have differences and you know different strengths different weaknesses different automatic advantages different liabilities all of that and work together as an ensemble playing our roles you know, I mean, it comes back to that because, you know, all the world's a stage and men and women merely players, as someone once said, mm -hmm. you know, and we are playing because the being that's inside the body, you know, like um, that, that is looking out through these eyes and all of that, um, I don't believe is defined by this stuff. You know, there are there are uh, ego things and there's certain levels of my consciousness in me navigating the world that are defined by that but the self when you talk about knowing the self i believe there's a self that is beyond that you know and i'm not calling it a soul i'm calling it sort of a a pure wise being you know like the wisdom of the body is is what somebody called it the, the wisdom that knows to pump the heart that knows to divide cells you know that self you know a knowledge of that self in the um and what it what it means to value life and the and, and, and the um, creation and perpetration and thought, nurturing of life, that self is the one that I find if I can act from there, I do the least harm and, and the most good. And uh, I am very interested through this means of connecting selves like that. And uh, well, I want people to have candid conversations so that people hear what they have in common. Um, so, like, I'm not... I, I'm... <laughs> But I, my personal act to grind is I have felt unwelcome in the struggle to, for justice. I have felt as I am not seen as an ally. I am seen as somebody who is patently probably full of shit and, and <laughs> is playing some other... Sorry. It's just the way you said it. Don't. No, please laugh, dude. This, I mean, if you can't laugh, yeah. you're going to cry about this stuff because yeah, yeah. a lot of it's absurd. I worked with an African-American gentleman at Restaurant Depot who was my, uh, for the structure of the business, subordinate. Like, I'm the manager of the department and he is a, what they call a stalker or whatever. And the gentleman is older than me. Mm -hmm. And he came into the department and every and not knowing the job. And I've been working for the company four or five years, so I'm trying to... What I think I'm doing is mentoring the guy the way I was mentored in the job. Yeah. And, and, and teach him what I know about the business and the organization. And every time I turned around, uh, one of my managers was coming to me and saying, what are you doing to Lee? Like, what did, why, why does he hate you? Like, why is he... You know? And I go, what am I... Man, I'm going to have to be more conscious in how I'm addressing this gentleman. Yeah. So I go back to him and... <laughs> 
try again. And to the point that I actually left the department and started the new job I did, I never, uh, no matter what I tried, I never changed his mind. And I went to my boss, who's Dominican, African-American from the Dominican Republic, and I said, what's the deal with, I mean, he kept telling me, you know, Lee is, is, is complaining and whatever, and I observe you over there, and I see you doing nothing but working, and I see you are not mistreating the guy, you're directly in front of the office, so I don't know. And I said, look, man, I, I did this, this, and he goes, look, basically, he can't get out of the thinking, and this is him, Miguel, my boss speaking, it's a setup that I'm trying, that even me being nice to him, is on some level I'm trying to set him up, like Tom Sawyer uh, getting everybody to paint the fence for him by pretending that it's a gift, you know, to be able to do that. He's unable to believe in my altruism, <laughs> completely unable. And um, that's a really frustrating situation to be in, that my reality and his reality are that different no matter how I, I try to address it and how I try to behave. And I'm not saying this is a victim, I'm just describing a scenario you know, because okay, because um, I, I hear you, and I think that <laughs> you know it's it's interesting because so there your your ultimate question still was around and you started off. I want to go back to the point like you said, uh, and for anyone who may even remotely have misconstrued my position to mean that I don't believe that. Um, or I'm not an advocate, or I'm not comfortable with quote-unquote white allies, that's a mistake, right. um, because that's not the case at all. Um, there's too many people in this town who will clearly tell you otherwise, right. um, can prove to you otherwise, and I don't have to just tell you. But my point is... And I want to be clear about something, too, before you go on and you hold yeah, that yeah. thought, is that I'm not implying that you are consciously thus... I'm saying that when we use words like we, and we mean a very distinct group of people versus... Yeah those of us who are like-minded, um, that that is an ancillary effect of that. That is a uh, collateral damage of picking a place to call, to, to a boundary for we, yeah. you know? Well, I think there's a big distinction between resentment, though, and uh, group identity. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, retract my identifying with a specific group. Well, who is the specific the group that you identify with? I told you from the beginning, I identify myself as an African man period. That's, that's, that's it. Um, but can those parameters, and I'm not being a smartass when I say that, be expanded to include me as an African man? They do not. Because I... Not from, <laughs> yeah, not from my perspective. Right. Not, that's what we're really talking about. Yeah. Because you didn't... Did you ever live in Africa? Didn't have to, though. That was, no. That, that's not how identity is formed. That, that, you know, yeah, formulated. Um, nobody is... Just be, for all relative purposes, when, and, and this is something that I don't generally go into in terms of identifying, but mm -hmm. for the purpose of this conversation, I will. When we talk about identity um, in this country, there's a very distinct, interesting thing that happens um, for people who would be categorized um, in the group if they saw me or they looking you know physically at me who may identify quote unquote as black and or whatever associative term that they use people who would see you that may categorize you as white or whatever associative term that they may use it, the interesting thing in this country is that with these two distinct groups only do you have this uniqueness of not being tied to anywhere else historically? It's just this group is white or this group is quote unquote black. Everyone else who came here and comes or comes here from wherever else it is in the world that they come from 
if they choose to, can identify with the place of origin from which they came. Mm -hmm. If they identify themselves as Italian, if they identify themselves as Japanese, if they identify themselves as Chinese, if they identify themselves as Arab, Filipino, whatever it is that they do, they can identify themselves with a particular land base. For me, identifying myself as an African man is a part, the, in, in terms of identity, is a need to be able to do the same thing in terms of uh, points of origin and land. Mm -hmm. um, when I talk about uh, justice and reversing or, or changing the balance of power, um, I'm not just talking about putting people in office. I'm mm -hmm. not just talking about any of these menial things that you know will give someone a sense of authority. I'm talking about genuinely being able to control those resources that really uh, affect my livelihood. Land being primary, yeah. um, and then from land, of course, the things that we extract from it um, to be able to resources. Exactly, um, to live, eat, etc. Now, the in that context, uh, for me, when we talk about identity and the fact that we kind of mentioned earlier that you know we know people migrated all around the world. We know I know that today that people of African descent live in more than 122 different countries across the entire planet, but. The unity, if you will, of their experience for me comes in the context of historical origin. It's, 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 that, that's where the only place that it uh -huh. lies for me. Um, so and, then, and then does that it, matter which country or, or, I mean, what part of Africa, what country, what tribe, any of that stuff? It's just the... Uh -huh. that it, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter. I mean, because you know that I can't answer that question. I mean, Grant, I, I'm, again, I'm not being insouciant when I ask that question. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting it at, at, at definitions for myself and, you know, philosophically of identity. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot by asking these I mean, questions. I man, you, are, you, by now, you should know I don't care about well, yeah, but I, But in terms of... But I want you, you to know what my intentions are. I know the, whether or not you yeah. care about it. I want you, you know, I, yeah, I want yeah, you yeah. to know what my goal is here is to, is to break some of this down, you know. Yeah, I got you. In terms of, um, to, to go back to what you said, in terms of what country or what, like that, that for me isn't, is, is objectively, you know, a non-essential. I mean, because like we said, clearly you know that I can't answer that question. Right. I can give speculative answer based on... I also I cannot for completely different reasons, but... <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. And so, but what's important though for me in, is um, really looking at the reality of um, Africa, the continent that we identify today um, of Africa, um, the resources that are available and the people for, all, for whatever reason that they may be in these other 122 certain quote unquote uh, different countries, um, being able to identify um, around the, the the availability of resources that are now controlled by other people. Yeah, um, that's that's whether it's like you mentioned earlier, the apartheid where the Dutch come in there and they take yes. over a country, yes, yes. and the French come in there and they take over a country, and the British come in there and they take over countries, and right, 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 mm -hmm. right, right, and then the resources are taken from the people that live there, just and exactly, and then exactly. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's that. That's what's important for me when it comes to uh, this 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 whole concept of group identity and power, where it lies. Um, for me, it's not enough to just say, um, for other purposes, we look at it from uh, and and I, and I say this in a broad context uh, first uh, that we're just looking at the the 
underlying human suffering mm -hmm. um, because the reality is is that there are still very specific groups that are exploiting the resources that uh, that have taken control of them and those are the things that in physical reality have to change and you know they when I when I break this particular thing down it is to uh, not to say that that's not relevant. It is to say that that can be so much more relevant to people who don't identify specifically as African people, that other people can be brought into engagement with it by being talked about as this is an issue of human suffering, you know, that applies to you as a human, you know, ask not, you know, no man is an island unto himself, yeah. etc. It's the, it's the promotion of that identification in order to gain strength in this particular battle. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not trying yeah. to take anything away from the actual struggle. I'm trying to say, how can more, you know, more might be marshaled to that fight, you know, mm -hmm. and that, and, and the more people identify as humans, the less the dialogue is about distinctions of, of, uh, physical type and the more about human suffering, the more people are rallied to that cause, you know? Um, I mean, for me, I don't identify as, I mean, I have this great, you've probably read it, James Baldwin notes of a native son, and he's talking about living in a Swedish village when he's writing and how, like, although he is more educated about a particular European culture than the kids who live in this village, it belongs more to them than it does to him, you know? And I agreed with that when I read that when I was 22 and I understood what he was talking about. But the more that, the older I get and the more I, my, my experience of life evolves, I think, well, you know, James Ball was a young guy like myself when he wrote that, you know? He was in his early 20s maybe or mid- yeah. And I, I, you know, and I prefer to say that, like, if, if a cultural thing resonates with me, it it belongs to me, you know, like jazz music, Thelonious Monk playing the piano, John Coltrane playing the saxophone. I don't experience those things as a cultural esthete, as a intellectual going. That's something neat that I like to look at in the museum. It touches me emotionally I understand it you know I understand bebop I love it you know like I'm really into it and I don't think I should be held apart from that because it's not quote-unquote my culture because it really is my culture it came out of American culture and I'm an American you know it came out of the clash the very unfortunate clash of you know Europeans enslaving Africans one of the fruits of that so to speak, was this collision of musical styles that created this beautiful form, you know, and, and has led to many other forms. Well, you know, I mean, blues is the beginning of it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's blues, then it's rock and roll, then it's jazz, and then it's rock and roll, and then it's hip hop. And, and it's, a, it's a current of alchemy going on, of suffering and repression, and, and cultural tools being, you know, braided together cultural tools of expression, of language, of form, of music. I relate to that shit. It doesn't matter. I mean, because it, ultimately it's the struggle of the blues, you know, of like life is suffering. You know, that's another way of saying that. And how do I like rise up above the suffering of life and see the beauty in it? So, you know, and, and make something, you know, make poetry out of it and, and all of that. And I, I think that it's very important that people identify that with the similar, you know, that opportunity for, you know, for connection rather than say, you know, you're not allowed over here at this event because you don't, you're not one of us. You're not allowed, you're not welcome. 
I'm not, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and I, I know I, you I wouldn't say that, but people do. There I, are I people. Was, yeah, yeah. I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't even getting ready to imply about me saying it specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying that I think that that's a slightly different conversation, though. Um, the the on, on the one hand, you're talking about uh, aspects of culture that people do have a right to hold on to. Um, I don't. I don't think that uh, the the that doesn't mean that you should be excluded from it. Um, I'm not someone's right to hold on to their culture doesn't mean that uh, yeah, that, that, that for all other purposes it means isolate you from it because uh, you're not identified with the group um, or you're not welcome in a particular place. Those things are still distinct uh, creations and, to mm-hmm. um, th- yeah, those things are still distinct in relationship to the question that you had initially about being an ally in the struggle, if you will, you know, for, for, for uh, justice and equanimity amongst people. Um, and I say that because there are, you know, the, to, to give an example, uh, the best, no, I shouldn't say the best example, but to give an example, I am hip hop. That, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I am. Um, mus- in a music context, if you will, in terms of cultural things that, that I espouse to, I am hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that's not so much what I grew up on as much as what I adapted, adopted, excuse me, as a part in, term, in terms of developing skill and developing some sort of uh, contributions that I could make in a musical sense. Um, and hip-hop is defined I, as maybe... Tri- like the a, a movement around like say tribe called quest and uh those like native tongue groups of well they're hip hop groups yeah yeah uh, that that's or is hip hop something broader and i don't it, it, it's broader than the music if that's what you're asking yes yeah, and, and i am really asking that out of i've, I've never really it, it's a word a term i've used and a culture i have you know participated in without knowing everything that it i got you you know let, let me finish an, my point <laughs> okay first, i'm sorry and then i can come back to that okay and I, you know, I won't, I won't forget that. I can come back to that. But my point in stating that is that that's the culture that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, I can make contributions to it. I can mm-hmm. make what I consider to be valuable contributions uh, for the world to evaluate in terms of where they see it in mm-hmm. the scale of value. But I can make knowledgeable contributions to it, not mm-hmm. just playing at it. I can't make contributions to jazz culture. I don't know that all in all of the inner workings of jazz music. I don't play the instruments to be able to right. contribute to jazz musical culture. I, and I can say the same thing. I know how to break down a blues song. They taught us how to do that. I right. know the elements of that, but that doesn't make me up for whether the purposes of blues man. Um, it give it means that I came out of a cult. I, I adhere to a culture that came up out of the roots of blues, as you alluded to earlier, right. but that still doesn't mean that those things are still very distinct. While the jazz did come from blues, they're still two distinct musical styles. While, you know, as you alluded to, bebop comes from, you know, that same, it comes out of those different styles, it's still very distinct. While hip-hop music comes uh, from, again, you know, it's in, was influenced to create the, from, from the creation of those styles. Again, it's still very distinct. And it's distinct and so, from rap, or is it... Well, I, I would make that distinction, but that that really is another com- a different conversation. Well, no, I, I don't think, I think it is because I think like one of the things that I pr- like am interested in is what is the the linking factor between yeah. these things, and I do recognize that for the purposes of belonging to a very specific movement and culture, that there are I see I'm not being a, a wise I see the distinctions between hip hop and bebop. 
But the current that runs through it is a continuum of innovation and re- and rebirth and recreation and uh, processing and you know through art a whole lot of different things and and that is not distinct uh, when you go from blues to hip hop. If that the, the emotion behind it, the desire behind it, and the output is <laughs> very similar, you know, but the form is different, the clothes are different, the epic, right. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that they occur is different. They're different, yeah. I mean, the the cultural conditions that created them are different. So that, they, yeah, they, they actually. But they build on each other. I mean, you know, like, I mean. The the we stated that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I mean it's just interesting I'm sorry you were, yeah. I, I obviously like am really interested in like telling this to you <laughs> I, I right. see it that I I interrupt you and like I don't even no no man yeah. it's all right it's all right I just um I I don't want to I, I just don't want to get scattered that's all yeah right. and so when you when you mentioned earlier the whole aspect of being uh, excluded from uh, different right cultural for the purposes, different aspects of culture, I'll say that. Um, I still think, I think that that's a different conversation uh, than the context of being an ally in the struggle. Not saying that the, the, the cultural doesn't um, connect with the struggle. I'm not suggesting that. Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying that when you talk about this whole um, idea of being an ally in the struggle, one of the things that we're talking about doing is just that, really being able to resolve or to provide solution uh, to problems as, as simple, mm-hmm. you know, in a simple, plain form. Uh, culture has a really different function. Um, it can be utilized in the context of the struggle to be able to come to that end, mm-hmm. but it still in and of itself has a very distinct um, function. And so my bringing up that whole point about identifying with hip-hop was simply that I, while I know the roots of these various forms of music, I cannot claim them as my own because I don't make the same types of contributions mm-hmm. to them that I can absolutely make. Uh, but you have been an MC hip-hop. is what you're saying and you've performed well, I hip-hop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you yeah. are an MC. You yes. are, you contribute yes. very immediately yes. to that culture. You are a, a hip-hop artist. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and so, you know, it, it becomes real fascinating because what it comes down to is and you, this is something that you have uh, kind of been drawing us back to at different points, you know, through the conversation, and that is uh, really what I see that I think that's important for us to do, regardless of where we come to the table or from what perspective we come to the table, is really being able to see and start defining what those individual roles are mm-hmm. that we have, so that we can make a valuable contribution when we come to the table, mm-hmm. and we're not just coming. To the con- coming to the table to for rather the purposes be used to foster more confusion. Yeah, around the uh-huh. that's a good. Um, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, and, and, and is it possible that the questions that I'm asking and the things I want to talk about because the role the the struggle that I've been having with is with perception with my perception of life. You know, mm-hmm. for me, and I think this is a, a, an ancient struggle. It's the struggle from which all spirituality springs is the knowledge that you're going to die, you know, uh, that you are mortal, like, and is there meaning? Is there continuance? Is there something transcendent? All of that. I've been much more focused on that and really, really believing that 
if I find a good practice and a good answer around that, the other things fall into place. That's kind of where I've been operating from. I'm not saying that's like everybody's thing. It's just where I've been focused for a while, where I used to be very specifically culturally focused and, 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 and jumped around quite a bit from the age of like 19 to now. And then I got on something. I'm like, well, here's how I reconcile all of that. You know, instead of seeing it as paradoxical or contradictory that once I was into hip hop and then I was into late 60s rock and roll, psychedelic rock and roll, or I got really into just listening to jazz for a long time. Am I a person without an identity? Am I a person who doesn't, who just can't connect anything? No, I don't think that's what my issue is. My issue is that I'm looking for the ultimate linking thing of all of that. Right. And that's really what I'm after. And it's why I call this tantric conversation. I'm not trying to create confusion. I'm trying to simplify. And I actually, I actually, you know, um, because then I can act if it's very simple for me. Suffering, I want to do something about that. You know, it doesn't matter what the, for me, I get locked up in the specifics. You know, that creates confusion for me because then I'm like, you know, do I, do I belong here? Do I belong there? And then when I say no, it's an issue of identifying compassionately with other human beings, then that's simple yeah. for me. <laughs> I know what to do, you know? Yeah. And I know now, like, my livelihood doesn't allow me a lot of time to, and maybe it could allow me more and I'm just selfish, but I say, okay, I have this much energy for eight hours of work. So during that eight hours, I'm going to try to act from that. I'm going to be trying to be an agent of that kind of change as I interact with other people out on the road, you know, hold, like I said, hold the door for somebody. I'm going to practice that and I'm going to fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, I, I mean that, without question, that's what we all have to do. Um, it, you know, it, there's no way to really be engaged uh, without being able to deal honestly with the self. Mm -hmm. um, if you can't, uh, if, 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 Everything that I say that I espouse only happens in front of a microphone or only happens at the right. event or the social rally, then, you know, and in my household, I do absolutely everything to contradict that, then, yeah, we're still tearing away at the fiber of, you know, the framework. There's no of integration. What it is that right. we really need to It's do not reconciled. To resolve. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and you so, got to walk it like you talk it. Without question. Right. Without question. Without question. <laughs> without question. Yes. You have to, you have to, and um, and so you know that that becomes really important. I um, I, I I'd be interested in um, some of the conversation around uh, some of the uh, other organizations and some individuals that you may or may not know in the area because I'm just I, I can just think of a number of different people who I feel just from my conversation with you that I feel that you would click with very well, very, you know, very easily. And so I'm wondering, you know, if you've ever encountered these people or not, because you've, you've, you've mentioned to me in conversation before today about, you know, the, the not feeling for other purposes able to be a part of this group or, right. being, or, or questioning that one way or the other. And I think there's so much work and there's so many people doing work that, that there's just, you know, that there's places to fit in, for yeah, in yeah. so to speak. And you've done what I think is most important, even if those for those of us who do get to a point where we feel like we can't be a part in for whatever reason of whatever else is there, you've created an avenue. 
Yeah. You know, and that's it. And I think that that's equally as important, mm-hmm. um, if not more important, because uh, our individual commitment in that way just has to be able to manifest as something other than just, you know, uh, it, can't, it can't be tea time conversation. Right. A bunch of impotent you know? dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I do want to, I mean, that was initially our conversation at that party. And, you know, and I came out of that play that we had just seen and all of that full of a lot of motion based thing, because that's what that play is about, you know, and uh, race for anybody who's curious. Um, and, you know, and I, I'd like to, there are two things I'd like, I mean, I'd like to be in more connect, um, contact with you about the things that you know about that I don't, because I've, I've been involved in one very specific loosely based organization, which is AA, you know, and I've been involved in that, but I haven't, and I'm probably not really supposed to say that, but, um, I, I have yet to translate that level of service and involvement. In fact, I haven't done such an awesome job of even being of service in in that, but I want to amend that and I want to be more of service and I'd like to get involved in the things that you already know about. I also want to go in that theater with you when you get to go in the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I really like to check that out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to participate in helping you guys get the, that off the ground. If I'm, you know, yeah, if you yeah, think, yeah. cause I'm a promoter, you know, myself, okay, man, okay. and a, con- you know, a producer and a we connector. Will <laughs> we will definitely talk. And, and we have been doing a lot of talking and it's like two hours <laughs> in. Oh man. Really? Yeah. And I think I also lost a little chunk cause I was using my phone for this and my, um, Morgan called while, oh. <laughs> okay. so it interrupted it, but, um, it's going to be a little disjointed, but it's all going to be there. Okay. Uh, most the meat of this yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, to be yeah, continued, yeah. I think. Indeed, indeed. I indeed. thank you so much for coming over and engaging with sure, me and talking sure, about this sure. and being my guest on sure. the show. So then before you stop, let me just ask, uh, is there, what is, because I know we didn't kind of come into this with any agenda. We right. just kind of just got into it. Um, are there, is there anything concluding that you want to leave with before we close out? No, man. I think that uh, my feeling and my instinct about it is that we are developing a relationship, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, that's there is no conclusion okay. to that. This is like me. I, I very much wanted to engage with you on a very honest level because uh, I felt that you were a, re- a very relevant person to engage with for me. And I don't know where that energy uh, should have gone before, but I met you. A lot of things lined up for me to meet you at that party. And it seemed very, so this is a beginning. And, you know, it's an end of the show, the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So peace. Peace. That's good though. So there you go. That's, that was really sweet at Dan, wasn't it? To be continued. It looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship or something like that. Well, it's a, it's a lovely spring-like day. It's March 2nd, and we have emerged from one funk, nasty February. Never did like that month, month very much. I always considered it to be a wannabe month. It really is uh, a drag, usually just dark and gray and cold, and then... It has Valentine's in it, which is like just such a setup, you know. It's I, I don't I don't believe I've ever had a Valentine's Day that uh, wasn't problematic on some level, and uh, I curse whoever's idea that was because it is, as they say, a resentment, an expectation is a resentment waiting to happen. That's Valentine's Day, all over, to the T. But anyway, February. 
has passed. And as much as I try to say it's just another month and I'm responsible for my own attitudes, uh, it just doesn't work with that month. So I'm liking the way March is looking so far. It's my birthday month. I turn forty four on uh, March 12th. So you guys can all give me um, a birthday present donation to my PayPal account, which is linked on the Tantric Conversation page. And uh, that would be really cool. Happy birthday to me. And uh, yeah, so I'm like I said, I'm really trying to get more uh, regular with these postings. And I am breaking them up a little bit because I just can't. Uh, that WordPress thing I'm using won't let me upload more than 64 megabytes at the same time. And, you know, when I got to make them small enough to... Uh, fit that when they're long they start sounding real shitty so alright everybody get your wish I'm breaking the long ones up if they're over an hour it'll be two parts okay I give and uh, I'm also getting a new mixing board this week so that's very exciting I'll be able to use condenser mics no more of this stupid little piece of junk but anyway it's punk rock man you know if bad brains rock for light sounds like shit this is a punk rock podcast alright so just bear with me it's cool Listen to what's being said, not how it's being said, or recorded, for that matter. I love you. Please keep listening. Peace.